This is the Neoliberal Round Podcast. Just before we get into today's episode title, which is the interview with Mr. Stephen Shagnon, who is founder of the Tennis League Network, we have an update for you regarding the, the suit from John Anthony Castro, the U.S. 2024 presidential candidate, who we have been following up with and who, has, who we had an opportunity to interview some time ago. And he also shared with us uh, uh, an insight as to his intentions to sue Mr. Well, the Federal Elections Commission on July 25th concerning jo- Donald Trump's eligibility. Uh, so that's, gonna, that's supposed to, to happen on July 25th. Um, but we, we, we have an update on that and we're going to play that f- update for you because he submitted an audio message giving us an update as to where he is in terms of the press release and the filing or the suit for July 25th. Right after that, we will get into the topic for today, which is the interview with Mr. Stephen Shagnon of the Tennis League Network. Hey, Ronaldo. Good evening. Um, yes. So I actually still am working on it. Um, it's, it's been a pretty intense two weeks um, because it, at the same time that I'm trying to do this, my company, uh, AI Tax, is about to go public. And so um, I don't know if I told you about this, but my software company actually got a valuation of $180 million, um, back in February. And we're going to be doing a raise of $40 million uh, to kind of get all the operations jump-started and everything. And uh, But it was a really long, arduous process, like two, three months to get you know through all the due diligence and all the documentation and all the financials and all that. So we actually just... I just got off the phone at 7.15 p.m. Central Time, which would be 8.15 your time, and uh, they got we got confirmation that we're finally done with the due diligence phase. So um, we just have to do a few last marketing things, uh, and then the brokers go out and they officially start raising the money. So now that, well, tomorrow, by the end of tomorrow, my contribution to the whole process will be finished, and then it's on them to go out and raise the funds. So starting tomorrow, I will be, at the end of tomorrow, I will be able to finally focus 100% on this. Um, And so I will likely have the press release drafted by Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, the latest. I know that's kind of cutting it short, Um, but we do have a, um, I know, uh, what is it? Uh, AB, no, CBS Channel 9 in D.C. is definitely going to be there to cover it. And they're going to forward it up the chain to CBS National. Um, so I'm trying to get some of the other ones, especially like CNN and Politico, uh, informed of it. Um, there's another person that I have that she also wanted to get notified. And I, I want to say that she was with the Associated Press. So um, that's kind of the, the the big thing that we're working on right now. So, uh, so yeah, I should have the press release by Thursday drafted. Um, I'll have it sent over to you. Um, and then, like I said, I'm booking the flight. I get to D.C. on Monday, July 25th. I'll be filing it in the morning. So, and then uh, I'm, I'm most likely going to have uh, back-to-back meetings after that with uh, different different press. Hopefully, like I said, that's why I want to do a press conference, so hopefully I can get a statement out immediately. Um, I'm also thinking about doing a video press release but uh, I'm thinking that might be best to really kind of explain everything that, that's been done and why it's being done. But, uh, but yeah, just wanted to give you a comprehensive update on kind of where everything's at. But, yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, business comes first. So I had to do that because the goal is that I actually want to sell a good chunk of the company. I would say probably 20 30% next uh, fall. And I want to sell that to actually raise about $50 million cash of my own money. And that's what I'm going to use to – well, I think initially it's going to be 10 to $20 million. That's how much I'm going to pump into the New Hampshire Republican primary because if I can come out at least in the top two or three – and it might only be me and Trump because I don't think DeSantis is going to want to challenge Trump. Um, and if that is the case, then, uh, then you know, it's, it's going to be pretty uh, you know, easy to get top two or top three. But I'm not sure uh, because Liz Cheney is saying she might run as well. So, um, you know, only, only time can tell. But uh, but I definitely am going to be uh, pumping about 10 to $20 million of my own money into the New Hampshire primary because uh, I'm going to try to do everything I can to 
to derail Trump's candidacy. So uh, I'll keep you posted, though. to another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. Today is the interview with Steve Shagnon. Steve Shagnon is the founder of the Tennis League Network, which he will tell you is celebrating 17 years this year. And, um, and of course, Tennis League Network is in over 44 cities in the United States of America. Um, but just before we get into that, I just want, for those of us who are unaware, the Neoliberal Round is one year, Sunday, July 17th. And we are giving back to the community by raising awareness about a sport that has the potential to re-establish and strengthen community. That is what Steve Shagnon and the Tennis League Network, that is located in major cities in the U.S., is all about as they engender engagement and networking at the community level while popularizing the sport and providing opportunities for tennis players and interests to get together to play at the non-professional levels. We here at the Neoliberal Round Podcast and the Neoliberal Corporation are working to do our part in promoting and developing tennis by facilitating awareness and providing free tennis rackets to children and young people in communities such as Philadelphia, where rackets are very expensive and tennis is seen as a white privileged sport, but it is not. We have been going to basketball courts to demonstrate tennis visibly among these groups so that they can become interested, aware and motivated to want to play. And we also give rackets to these interests, free of cost, who eventually begin learning to play the game or the sport. But we need your help to do so and have given out over 100 rackets already that we have restrung and regripped for prospects that we meet in these communities at parks. We discuss this with Steve, who indicated during the interview that he will donate some rackets to our efforts. Now, the interview with Steve was about one hour long, and we learned this, his motivation for starting the Tennis League Network, which is running in 44 cities. We're talking about Boston, Philadelphia, LA, New York, DC, and so on. He stated that the Tennis League Network is celebrating 17 years and is about to begin its Summer Flex League, a tournament in several cities, beginning July 20th. There is also the Four League, which will begin in September. The winners and top players will square off in Miami in December. In the interview, Steve stated that he does not get any support from the USTA, the United States Tennis Association, and that they have a different idea about tennis and how to develop the sport, which is not necessarily ideal or working. Steve explained that while the women are doing well, Men's tennis in the U.S. needs help as there has not been much top players from the U.S. in recent times. However, he stated that the USTA tennis um, team, the USTA's team tennis is effective in developing tennis and developing competitors who can compete and win, but that more can be done at the community levels and that programs like the Tennis League Network can be supported in a more effective way by the, by the USTA which may help to boost awareness among younger people and rediscovering its growth and popularity, which has lapsed or slowed over the years. 
His vision for Tennis League Network is to move beyond just having singles tournaments and having or adding tennis socials, whereby more than just two people meet up for any given match. He is hoping to have he is hoping to have tennis parties and networking events that hosts several competitors and players in one meeting. We concluded by talking about the current top players in the league and he explained that each top players from the various leagues will meet up in December this year to compete against each other. All are invited to come to the event in Miami December 2 to 4, 2022. And for more information about the Tennis League Network, you may visit them at www.tennisleagnetwork.com. You can register there for tournaments, meet other players in your city, and or become a supporter by donating and visiting any of the tournaments coming up. Also, you may register for the competition among uh, the competition coming up in December, where all the leagues in the network get together to compete against each other. The Neoliberal Round and the Neoliberal Corporation will cover some of these events when we can and will join Steve and the league to promote tennis by sharing opportunities like these and doing a tennis racket drive. So if you have tennis rackets that you're not using, please donate them to us, whether they are in good condition or bad condition, whether they need re- whether they need grip or whether they need strings, send them to us and we will regrip them and recondition them and donate them to individuals and young people in communities. This is the Neoliberal Round podcast. Coming up next is the interview with Steve Shangdon, which was quite amazing, quite informative. We'll be right back after this. Ready. Uh, there we go. All right. 
Hi, how are you? Uh, okay, I'm, now, I'm, I think I'm, now you can see me. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Welcome, okay. welcome. Um, I'm so happy that you have decided to do the interview with me today. And uh, I know I thought you were in Philadelphia, but I, but you are in Boston. Correct. Okay, well, welcome to the welcome to the Nearly Boy Round podcast. This is usually an audio podcast, so okay. um, but um, we sometimes we give a bonus by providing the audio depending on the quality and so on and so forth. But um, I was so happy that you decided. I play tennis. I have my tennis racket with me here, as you can see me with my racket. Yes. And now I would yes. <laughs> yes, I, this is the uh, this is the head wilson. I don't know if you're familiar with this racket. Um, this is one of my rackets that I use, and this is the other one. You can see how beaten up they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, you can. Um, but um, today I want to I want to talk with you about. Um, I want to get to know you a little bit and get to know some more information about tennis Philly and the the tennis league network. I don't know if I might. I don't think I might be saying it correctly, but I want to know some more about that and your involvement. But um, but first. Welcome to the Neil Round Podcast. We are seventy. We are one year old um, this week, and we are doing quite a, um, a number of shows. But we, I am. I live in Philadelphia, and we are so and we're connected to what's going on in the cities and in Philadelphia and so on and so forth. But um, how is your day going? And um, what is your connection to to um, to the to tennis Philly? All right. All right. So today is a, for me, it's a, a big kickoff day. There's actually, I'm kicking off doubles leagues in uh, quite a few cities. Uh, so kicking off doubles leagues in New York City, uh, Denver, Seattle, and, and then several doubles leagues in like Baltimore. Uh, it didn't get kicked off. And so uh, yeah. those people uh, are, are, you know, uh, will get their money back. Um, the connection with Tennis Philly, uh, Tennis Philly, uh, has been a, a pretty strong singles league, uh, singles flex league, um, in, you know, in your city for about 16 years now. Um, yeah. and, and the the main product is to connect people of like skill level uh, in a division to go off and play. And okay. um, and so for 16 years, uh, and so you know, tennis Philly was the 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 third. Um, location that was started it was first boston then dc and then philadelphia um and you know um it has it has done well over the years you have a lot of players who absolutely love uh meeting up with uh, other people of their like skill level of new potential right. friends and um and uh you know it as men we like to compete so uh yeah. it's it's uh it's a good platform to allow them to have a an outlet to uh, compete, but uh, compete fairly. Okay, and um, and uh, you, I see that you guys are celebrating 17 years. Um, yeah. Is it Philly or is it the Tennis League Network? Tennis League Network. So, so the the staff that I have back here, um, we actually we actually manage all the cities. So there's uh, uh, approximately 50 cities in, in the in the whole program, and. Um, you know, 17 years ago, started in Boston, and then you know, 16 years ago, we started in DC and Philadelphia. Um, so then, um, so yeah, been doing this for a while. Okay, and um, and I know that you play some tennis yourself, and uh, I was looking at your pages and I saw that you were playing. You are you are you are a top, you are a competitor yourself. You are ranked high in the league. Well, uh, looks like I've played 1,239 matches over the last 17 years. My body's still mostly together, which is which is pretty good. Um, I, I actually am not the most active player in my league anymore. Uh, there's a, a couple players out in Los Angeles who have yeah, yeah. pristine tennis weather. They are able to play 12 months a year. Uh, they passed me, and, and they're not looking back. So. Okay, and um, so what's your ranking? I think you have some kind of ranking. I think I saw it. You're ranked number two now. Somebody's number one now. Uh, I, I'm I'm only a three five level player. That's that's all okay. I am. I'm just a I'm just a three five level player who <laughs> who, uh, who loves to get out there and and loves yeah, to yeah. Uh, loves to you know hit hard, but sometimes mm -hmm. makes way too many errors. And for persons who don't know this three five, I know 
have tennis quality rating to 2.0, 2 2.5, 3.0, 3.5, 4.0. I, I used to be a 4.5. I don't know if I'm 4.5 anymore. I'm 43 years old. But I got better and then probably I do, as I get older, you get not as powerful. But um, I'm a 4.5 sometimes and on a bad day, I'm a 3.5, 3.7. Yeah. But um, yeah, so um, what, so tell me, I know you're ranked, so you said, when I asked about your rating, tell me a little bit about rate for people who don't understand, don't understand tennis. What's this rating? If somebody asks you what's your rating, what's that about, the 3.5? Okay, so I'll, I'll always give it in reference to the, my program, this program that's being run. You, um, you know, and a lot of people who find the various local leagues um, are a little bit new to tennis. Uh, not all of them, you know, you, you know, there's some four or five level players that come on and come on board yeah. and know how things are run. And, and if, if the city that I is running is big enough, they'll have a community that they can connect with. Um, but a lot of, a lot of new players, uh, everyone, every new player who hasn't played competitive matches, they think they're a four -oh. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of 4-0 players. You're there. right. So yeah. once they once they start to play real points, they come to realize that those errors they were making actually matters, <laughs> and you're they're right. not all those. You know. Yes, right. Um, you're right. Especially when you get into a competitive match where where you're like, well, I'm trying to beat you, you're trying to beat me, and and like say, I know your weakness is softballs to your backhand. Well, you're gonna yeah. get a lot of softballs to your backhand, you know, and and so <laughs> it. it changes the dynamics a lot um, in, in a roundabout way, but um, the, yeah. the best reference, a 3-0, a 2-5 slash 3-0 player, uh, you're in the lowest level um, in, in all the cities. You're someone who um, you can start the point with the serve, uh, you know, you have the backhand, you have the forehand, but you know, you, you have no consistency. You're making a lot of errors. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, and then I actually, in most of the cities, I run a 3-2-5 league, which is not run and built uh, in USTA. Uh, right. The 3-2-5 league works out really, really good for, for the uh, bigger programs because it allows, it allows the players who are slightly better than the 3-0s to have a new division and the players who are not 3-5 to, to, to uh, mingle in. And a lot, right. of, a lot of cities, my 3-2-5 league is, is kind of the biggest division. Um, yeah. So, and then three five is a is typically a player who, um, uh, you know, maybe has a big serve. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe doesn't hit the first serve in all the time. Uh, you know, uh, their backhand's consistent. And, you know, not all about making errors. And and uh, maybe they're just not perfecting. You, you know, the the difference between a three five and a four zero player is typically errors. Um, so you know, a three-five player will will make more errors um, than than a four-o's. Now four-o's, your game is dialed in. You you know, you you, you probably have uh, the ability to serve and volley when you want. Uh, right. You, you probably have the ability to. You're going to hold your serve a lot more. You know? Yes. Um, and then and then you know it's. Uh, um, Oral is fun, but you have to. You, not everyone's a foro. Just as, as simple as that. That is true. That is true. You're right. That, that you're right. And um, my next question is, um, how did you get? Well, what's the relationship between the tennis league network and tennis Philly? And um, did they start synonymously? Because I know that they're in various cities. Various cities. So tennis Philly is just a, a, a doing business as tennis league network, meaning it's just a. It's a subunit of, of the uh, overall um, the network. So um, with that, it, it's 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 basically just another uh, entity, a, a community of players that we're connecting through the system. Yes, and I know this season is one of your biggest seasons. There is a there's a league that um, there's a tournament that I think that started July twentieth. Um, okay. That goes at the, is that the summer league that you have started this? That, I'm looking, that's, yeah, I'm looking now. So yeah, so in six days. Uh, so the, the main program is that singles flex league, which uh, right. is connecting, you know, players uh, to play singles matches against each other. Uh, yeah, that next one's going to start in six days. Um, and, 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 you know, in Philadelphia, we're mainly just running the singles flex league. Um, yeah. Doubles enrollment uh, just never picked up. So, uh, so you know, that happens. Yeah, it's a down. 
And what is the and what's the, how popular is this um, flex league? I've played in the flex league before as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I've played in the flex league, but I've been I'm very busy, so I didn't have a lot of I didn't go too far because I I missed some of my matches. And then I think last year I suffered a major injury, so I I played one match and didn't play anymore. But I played, but I plan to play this year. But um, so how is it going? So what's the response rate and so on as it relates to the flex league? Yeah, so so uh, I'm looking at the numbers and um, averaging about 125 players per season. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, looking at the numbers, it looks like it's it's pretty steady. Even last year, uh, we're averaging about one 125. Um, okay. You know, actually, last fall was 168. So last fall was pretty large. Um, so uh, a decent number at at that level, uh, at that number of players, uh, I can run. Uh, a 4-5 league, a 4-0 league, a 3-5 league, a 3-2-5 league, a 3-0 league, and that's all men's, and then um, typically run two levels of women's, a, a 3-5 and a 3-0 for women. Okay, and um, and, and you are and you are doing a league, in, and you do a league in Boston, in New York, in LA, and I think I've also played in the league in, in, in New York as well. You have, in, as you said, New York, LA, major cities. Is there a particular reason why you are in some of these major cities? Well, um, the, the, the product uh, has a niche. People like the product. So, yeah. so uh, it's very simple. If, if you know, people right. like the product uh, and they sign up and they participate, then, then you know, it, 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 in the world of tennis, you have um, several different major services. USTA is one service. Yeah, uh, and I was, I'm thank you. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Yes, and, you know, and, and there's there's a couple smaller segments. There's usually a, a local league that's that's there sure. that year, you know. So, um, you know, in, in a lot of cities, doubles is the main way to play. Um, yeah. So being a mainly a singles flex league, that's the niche. It's different. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that's good. And um, in, and I did ask you in terms of what's uh, what's going on in tennis in terms of the U.S. and how does it. Your, how did your program, how did that support the development of tennis? Okay. So we, we had this, uh, this annoying little thing called COVID that came around. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's this, this, you know, this virus, which is not, not nice. And, um, and, you know, a lot of people have had to change their lives based on it. And, then, and it actually, in a roundabout way, in a weird way, it actually helped tennis out dramatically. Uh, okay. Before COVID, tennis is, you could almost consider it a slightly a dying sport. And what, yeah. I, what I mean by that is participation had just been steadily going down for, for 20 plus years. You can almost say back to the, the McEnroe and, and Connors and, and uh, Sanford's days uh, and Agassi days. That was kind of the, the high point of tennis. Um, and then you know, with COVID coming around and people not play, be able to play soccer leagues and basketball leagues and, and all these closer contact leagues, um, you had a lot of people say, well, I can play tennis. Uh, you know, I'm on either side of the net. We're, we're, we're further away. And so right. it tennis in America has really, really grown dramatically since COVID. And uh, in, in all racket sports, actually, um, pickleball is is now in, in a lot of locations. Pickleball is legit, you know. It, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's cool. <laughs> so, so you know, how does it help U.S. tennis? You have a lot of people now that have come back to the sport. A lot of people who who maybe played it in high school and um, you know maybe played a little bit in college and and played it as a kid, but then put it away for all these years, and um, and now they've come back and. Um, I've had lots of players write the one most wonderful thing, saying, "I'm so happy I came back to tennis." You know, yes, yes. This this sport is excellent, and, and it, it's a it's a great sport, especially that as you get older, like as you get older yes. playing basketball, your your ankles or knees or yes. you know, your yes. <laughs> you know, pulling fingers, you know, and, and so. Uh -huh. Um, luckily with tennis, um, yeah, I mean, our, you and I, our skills have gone down a bit, but you know, we can still play well, just cross train a little bit more and, you know, play a couple of matches and you can get out there and, and, and play well. So it's a tremendous support and I'm happy that's yeah. how we're talking to you. 
and you get to meet so many different people, get to um, connect with different people. And yes, there's, I actually play, sometimes I go by Albury um, in, in Germantown, and there's just a 78 year old gentleman that plays. And I am I am just amazed that he, he practices his serve every morning and it's quite, it's quite powerful. Yeah. You know, and as you talk about basketball, so I was trying, I mean, it's a little, I was trying to actually do this broadcast or this podcast at the basketball court which is at the top of my block here in um, in Germantown. I live in Germantown and um, there is a park and they have a huge park, beautiful park. And one great thing about Philadelphia and especially Germantown is parks are everywhere. But some of the communities only have basketball courts. And so so I go to the basketball court and with my racket and I play and I hit on the wall. I hit on the wall, you know. And so but I noticed that when I hit, when I play, the, the, the kids, they come and they look and I, um, and I live, where I live, it's, uh, it's a mixed demographics. But um, I noticed that, and I play at the basketball court, I hit on the back, I, I, maybe it's an abuse, using tennis, I go onto the basketball court and I hit on the wall. And but people, the, the boys that play, go to the next side and then they would stop and watch. And then I realized, this is doing something for basketball because, I mean, sorry, for tennis students, the young people are coming, the parents are coming, the children are coming and say, hey, whoa, you play tennis? That's interesting. African-Americans play tennis? <laughs> I said, yes, we do. So, but I realized that um, as they come, as they watch me play, so what I start doing now, they become so interested, so I bring extra rackets, like giving them rackets. Okay. Now I only have about four rackets in my arsenal. but. People are, so as a way, I'm developing, I'm exposing tennis. So sometimes I really go to the tennis court, but I deliberately go to the basketball court by the park to hit, so that to expose people to tennis. And, and I give up rackets. Um, but I what, mean, on, on, on the same on the same note, if you if you look at Serena and Venus, yeah, and uh, if if people can open their eyes, uh, that uh, you know they they really helped in Arthur Ashe, obviously. But they help to to show people that uh, you don't have to be you know any one uh, ethnicity to to play the sport. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a very it's a very athletic sport. So uh, you, yeah. you know that actually should be fun for anyone because of the fact that oh. it's just the what you need to do sometimes to uh, to win the point. Yeah, and look at people like um, um, uh, what's his name again that just played again. He brings basketball to the to the sport. Um, um, curious, in a sense, curious brings basketball to the. But um, so, so, so I was going to ask you that question in terms of the demographics, in terms of how, what, what is the response rate um, in terms of you find a lot of African Americans and um, and the team is getting involved in the sport and, and and playing and so on. And what's their activity or response rates with the program and okay. so on? So I, I can only guess because I don't I don't ask players uh, what their um, ethnicity, but you That's can good. see. You can see with naming conventions and, and everything, there's yeah. um, there is a lot of people from India, a lot of Indians, a lot of Southeast Asians who who like to play tennis. There is yeah. listen in each city there is more than enough African Americans that are that are, are participating in the program. Um, and when um, I run a national championship in Miami, um, yeah. players come in players come in from all over the country for that. And I see the cross-section of the players coming in. So tennis, uh, you know, um, I guess there is maybe a general idea that it's maybe a more affluent sport, but it's it's not yeah. really. You need sneakers, a racket, and some balls. It's um, so, um, and you need a, a, a town or a city that actually has enough viable good courts. Uh, uh, you know, not every city is keeping up the tennis courts uh, all that great. So it, you know, that, that matters. Yeah, that is true, and um, and the, the the rackets are you can go to Walmart and get a ten dollar racket, or you can get a two hundred and fifty dollar racket <laughs> like this one. With actually, I gave away some of them, but um, you uh, did. But yes, I've been giving away my rackets, and I'm going to be starting a program where I invite people to give me their own rackets, and then I go to these neighborhoods and I give to I give tennis rackets away for free to these and balls. And in a sense, the, the parents come back to me and say, "Hey, you, now they are interested in 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 in, 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 um, in tennis, you know." 
But uh, so maybe, I wanna... maybe I'm going to ship you a couple rackets. Uh, I'm going to get your address and ship you a couple rackets, okay? Yes, thank you. And I, I will let you know my address, and that would be great. That would be great. Thank you so much. And um, a couple more questions. Primo, how did you get that? How did you get started with it? Because it's amazing. You are in all these cities, and you know that you have a lot of persons who have participated in tennis. The, the program is good. I mean, the, you know, we had COVID, which affected the program, but um, you're reaching a lot of people. Um, I've gotten persons to get to sign up for your program as well. I mean, how did you start, and oh, what was how difficult was it, and what uh, were some of your challenges, and how were you able to you know have the kind of success you're having now? So. Um... There, there's twofold. Uh, one, um, inherently, I liked to compete, and uh, and so um, tennis was a you know after I, I so I, I I was a baseball then basketball and then tennis. Um, yeah. So um, it was a, just a really good sport to get out you know and, and and have a good time and you know shake the guys again and, and play to compete. So. Um, also had an upbringing uh, or, or uh, you know a technical background where I was in uh, software engineering and um, so um, you know through through a Boston program um, came the idea that what what we were doing there if I brought it to the internet it, it had a, a potential chance to do something so yeah so um you know the 17 years ago uh, being a younger guy you just went off and hustled and and uh, try, uh -huh. to, try to talk to everyone and, and yeah, uh, go to, go to yeah. all the locations, including all the tennis clubs, and say, hey, I, I got this great program. You know, if, uh, if your players get into it, we're going to, you know, we can get, you know, the tennis club court revenue and, uh, and, and then we can get players out in the courts playing, playing matches. So, um, you know, at that point in time, I guess you had uh, the opportunity where, um, you know, I was willing to put a lot of the extra work in, and it was, you know, in the early years, like any small business, uh, the beginning's hard. It's not, it's yeah. not easy. Who, who's going to join some some website and 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 they're telling you they're claiming that they're going to connect you and you can play tennis on it, and so, you know, so that would be 2004. So you know, a little bit, you know, internet's been around by a while since that time, but it was still kind of like you know, what what do you trust? So. Right. Um, you know, the second year is when I went to open up Washington and DC. Um, I had noticed some success in Boston to actually getting things together. Um, and so once again, be a younger gentleman with a lot of energy. And, and, uh, I went to Washington DC and I went to Philadelphia and, and a lot of the same things I did in Boston, I did there, and I did it multiple times. Uh, you know, I remember the first year, I, I, I probably flew into D.C. at least four times, and um, and then I, I definitely flew into Philadelphia a couple times. And and so, um, you know, what happens you now? You have 17 years later. Um, there's a bit of credibility that's that's been there. There's a bit of longevity that. If you look at the website, you can see that it's an active community. So definitely, uh, yeah, it's it's it was a lot of work, and you know, so um, but um, you know, now it's, it's did you start by yourself, or did you have a team of people that you started with? Yeah, so in the you know, 17 years, things have changed dramatically over the years. Yeah, when 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 it was first started, there was uh, there was actually a couple uh, people that were that I'm still you know best friends with. That were on board that were doing various aspects of it uh you know had hired a, a couple people more local who, who do more local stuff and have always had a steady stream of different people helping with the website and everything so um you know in 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 the end uh you, you know as the years move on a lot of people were paid off and and uh and, and the business now is more streamlined and um so yeah it, it was a. Uh, you know, it's not a humongous uh, human intervention program, but uh, yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, you know, it doesn't run by itself. So I'll tell you that much. Yes, and um, yes, and you have all the other places that you guys have to be managed and running, and you have you have different people in these areas that you have um, administering the games, the, the programs, and and the, the programs of ten, uh, of the tennis league. So more often than not, we have local players who love the program, 
who want to help grow the program. And so we, we really uh, work with a lot of these players to, um, to, to help spread the word and, and grow the program that way. Um, you know, we don't really need administrators uh, who are going to run the various programs in the, in the various cities. That can be done at the, the Boston uh, office. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of people who really love this program, who just, who, you know, have just been play playing for years and years and years. And they know if they get more people in the program, then they get more people to play. And yes. that's a win-win, yeah. <laughs> you know? That is so. true. That's true. And I know, um, and uh, you know, I you know, I'm one of those persons who got I actually got somebody in the program who is more active than I am, and uh, who came exactly. behind me very well. But you know, and this is one of the beauties about this program, man, because because I I brought some person when I heard about your program, I learned about people who wanted to play. So I he registered for your program. He plays in all his tournaments. Who so, is he? Uh, who is he? Uh, his, um, his name is Alvin Shrivel. Yes, and he plays in Penix Philly area there, African American young gentleman. And well, I think how, do you, was, how, how do you spell his last name? Um, Tribble, T R I B E L E. Okay. Yes, he plays okay. in the tour. He, he, I think he's registered. I think he played in the last, um, the last one that you had. He just played actually in the flex league. Okay. But, uh, I, but far, I think he played in the 3.0 or 3.2.7. Uh, did you have a 3.75 at one time? Yeah, so. The 375 yes. comes and goes based on how big the enrollment is. Yes, yes, yes. And I played in the 3.75 last year, just one game, I think. So, but it was really good. So, um, but next question I wanted to ask you is, what was your motivation? And um, because you said you did, you played um, various different sports, but you settled in tennis. And um, what what's your what's your motivation? What inspired you? What moved you? I know you said you were young when you start, but Oh, it's your 17 years in the making. What is it that drives you? What motivated you in the first place? And what to so other persons who might be so inspired by what you're doing? Um, let us let them, let let us into your uh, your your uh, your motivation. So, you know, o over the years, uh, there's there's been a lot of people who have come back and, and written stories about their experience uh, in the program. And um, in some of these, some of these uh, stories are excellent, are unbelievable. You know, I, I remember back in the day, there was a gentleman who uh, basically lost 150 pounds uh, through the league. So he basically, uh, he basically used it as a means to really get himself in a lot better shape and, and shred off a lot of weight. So you, you, you have various people, a lot of people who have said that, that you know, and a lot of people who said they've meet, they've met new friends and, and um, a lot of people have come back and said, you know, I found to love the sport again. I used to love it as a kid and I love it again. So, so you know, in the end, um, I think one of the things going on in our society right now is we've had a, a definitely breakdown of community. And um, yeah. in, 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 a, in a little bit of way, I think the, the various leagues become little communities. Um, yeah. And so um, that's what we need a lot more of moving forward. And so... Um, in the end, that's the main motivation, you know, being a small business owner, it's, it's great. Um, you know, the thing's big enough now that it, you know, basically I, I, you know, I can, I can do, I can do it full time and it's fine. So, um, but you know, knowing that you're giving a lot of people, uh, a, a release, an out, so the competitive instincts, the, you know, meeting uh, new potential friends and all like that, those, that's kind of the biggest thing. Wow, that is, you know, I what you just said was quite powerful, man. You said there is a breakdown in community, and the league provides that community. And you are so right, an mm -hmm. outlet, and for people to come together, and also an an an, an opportunity for people to vent and so on and so forth. You know, but it's this is really good. That was a very profound statement that you've made. It bring it really brings people together. Yeah, and I'll give you one example. Uh, the uh, LA players, uh, I, I'm jealous of them because they, 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 they have a rain, they have a rain day, and they complain yeah. like, "Oh, it rained today." I, I gotta, <laughs> like, you understand what the rest of the country puts up with? We put up with 45 degree days. We put up with, uh, you know, heavy, heavy winds, and and, and actually, uh -huh. every once in a while in LA, they'll have heavy winds, but um, yeah. you know. There, there's a couple divisions in LA 
where like the average player will play like 14 or 15 matches in the season the average player so yeah. these people are meeting up at such a high level a such a, 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 a you know such a huge amount of times that um you know they all know each other very very well and you know they all just been long-standing friendships and, and long-standing uh competitive relationships so um you know it's that's definitely the best place in, in this country to play tennis if you can deal with the traffic and you deal with the you know and go into the locations but um um yeah it's 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 unless awesome. you have a and so and you do you have a junior program as well i know you have a the community but there's no junior program or any kind of lesson and people and whatever was lessons do you provide lessons and so on and so forth tennis so lessons I, for people with lessons i have a partner um the partner is mytennislessons.com yeah, okay. Andrew, Andrew Marcus over there is uh, is the um, the CEO of the business, and and his team is doing a tremendous job, um, can, uh, getting players uh, connected with instructors. Um, I, I, I you know stay stay out of lessons because of the fact it becomes too too um, people intensive, and and that's not the philosophy of the program. So, right. well, um, and what was the other question you asked? You asked what before that. Well, I'd ask um, if you have a junior program. Uh, so a little bit of the same answer. Um, with with the juniors, we've had over the years had some several inquiries. You know, why don't you get a juniors? Um, you, you know what? The juniors' parents are not worth it. Yes. <laughs> those, those, those parents are are you know they're just they're they're very demanding and um and you know uh it's it's not it's just a program that uh, i've stayed you know haven't decided to dissolve um to um dive into um i know here in boston um the juniors program is across most of metro boston is mostly non-existent so um but but it's boston's a hard place to to play um higher level tennis um yeah so um you know yeah it's just it's not a it's not a, a program that that's uh that's the amount of work to put into it it's not worth it but anyone out there should try because I, I know there there is a market um yeah and so you know and in philadelphia you have um you have but in terms of competitions and so on do you have doing the competitions or but what are, what are the competitions that you have? I know you have, uh, and in terms of the flex league, I know you have two point five and what? Um. So like, uh, um, now look right now. In 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 the the last the season that's currently running right now, there's yeah. uh, four levels. There's uh, five levels. Um, three zero, three two five. Yes, three five. Four zero. And then four five, which the four fives, uh, a large portion of those are former college players. Okay, okay, all right, and that's good. And um, um, and you have so one that summer league that starts July twenty, guys, and then you have one that comes up after that. And that when did the summer league end? So so the summer league will will um, will end, and then the fall league will start right away. So um, and 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 the idea is um you know some some players play the summer league some people take it off and they just play the fall league um the the summer league is going to end september 11th so kind of later um and the fall league is actually going to start a week earlier um september 6th and and uh the reasoning behind that is you always got to think about the amount of cold weather or warm weather that's left at the end of the season so so um usually uh in philadelphia um you have uh, more often not playable days in November, um, but you know as you as you start getting closer to Thanksgiving, it's starting to get a little bit uh, you know pretty chilly. So, uh, so you have to make sure there's enough time to uh, to get the playoffs in. And uh, do you do that? Do you get any kind of uh, support from? Um, but before I ask you that question, do you have any players from from the from the league or from the from the network that um, plays on the? Uh, in the USDA or any other federation, um, US oh, yeah, federation. Oh, yeah. you 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 have a lot of players who um that uh, just can't play enough tennis so they'll <laughs> they'll, they'll play they'll play five leagues you know and and, and yes. you know the this league is just one of the five leagues they play so yes. um 
Yeah, each each location is different. Like I noticed in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, Charleston has a um, a very uh, um, uh, uh, organized USTA program, meaning uh, USTA is, it definitely dominates Charleston, and, and then uh, my program is a is a for a lot of those players, they use it as a an outlet to play non non USTA match because a lot of them say that USTA their USTA matches is just too competitive and, and too too cutthroat so they they enjoy the uh the the more laid-back environment of playing in uh in the, their local um tennis league network league and um what, what about the federal um do you get any support from the usda or the or the federation and from the usda so to speak so None. i'm sad to report that uh not for the sake of trying over the last 17 years there's been countless efforts to uh to try to work with the usta and and it it always just falls apart uh for for whatever reason uh they don't seem to be serious uh over there um you know and so um yeah it's it's um you know they they do a great they do a, a tremendous job with team tennis they do a tremendous job with the u.s open uh, i think they mean well with a lot of things they do um but you know, there's also they've also in over the years there's been a lot of uh, sour relationships come from them. So. Yes, 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 and wow, and you know, I didn't really my relationship in terms of competitive tennis started with um, tennis with you guys. So and many people are familiar, many people associate tennis with sometimes in the community here. With if you don't play tennis, or if you have a lot of experience with tennis, or you're very green around the edges. You you know about USA, but most of you, a lot of people, a lot of my friends know about. Um, no, but you have a program, Tennis um, tennis and so on, both in Philadelphia area. So, but, the, um, I think the biggest difference between Tennis Philly and USTA um, that has always been a key differentiator is that uh, my programs, uh, the, the local programs that I run, they're all super easy to join. You don't have yeah. to, you have to reach some, some kind of qualification, you don't have to, you don't have to reach out to some captain, you don't have to try to beg yeah. uh -huh. to get onto a team, uh, you just basically, um, well, we, we try not to, we try to discourage beginners from joining the league because uh, that, yeah. that's not a good experience for, for um, usually both players. But um, it's, you know, the 17 years ago, I knew uh, one thing that make the program easy to join. And so that, that's been uh, something that's always stayed uh, as a, a, a aspect of the business. You cut out the bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. cut out the bureaucracy. <laughs> and that is, and you know, and that is good. That is good. A lot of people don't like the property. And in terms of, um, in terms of, but in terms of your funding, um, how 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 are you able to to survive having this this because this is, this program is expensive. I'm quite sure. How do you get going? How do you, you know, survive? So you know, doing run this thing for 17 years, um, you know, have come to a point of realizing uh to keep expenses in line with what the business is and so uh sadly uh indifferent to our government you can't spend more than you make that's just the facts of it you know yes so um since day one this business has never ever taken a loan and uh, has always worked on uh, from the revenue coming in um from from the players and and uh, that's the way it's always going to be it's just uh you know, you got to make sure that you're uh, um, running a uh, healthy, viable business that can survive downturns, and, um, yes. and it should be that. And I just have one or two more questions. And um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is, what is it that you, what is the plan for tennis, um, for, Philly, for, for, the, for the tennis league network and for tennis Philly, for those who are in tennis or Boston? What, what's the reason? What, for the next five or ten years well i think the 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 fun the fun vision to uh to add is uh and and, and it would take some more human intervention to go ahead and do it is to um take the whole community idea to another level and, uh, and i didn't really adopt it that this year but the game plan moving forward and and, and it would probably be tried out in boston and dc first but um to really start running um a bunch of different um kind of classes slash group meetups 
clash, um, you know, like weekend, like a, a Saturday tournament where you have a, a bunch of people going to a certain location at a certain time and, and playing a certain format. So yeah. basically uh, getting, instead of just getting it to where two people are meeting up, getting it to where 20 people are meeting up. Um, oh wow! Yeah, that's that's the that's the longer term uh, vision, but um, but you know there's uh, a couple of um, things that need to happen uh, at the home office before that can go ahead and and, um, and start to implement. But to me, that's you know community. Like I, I'll go back to the, upon the statement again. I think our, our society needs a lot more community, and and, and uh, I think this program, uh, if implemented, has an opportunity to do that. That it, you are still right, you know. That's one of the things I love. I love about the program. See, you talk about diversity because you know you have people from all ethnic ethnic all races, all from different countries. Anybody can sign up for the program, and um, from people from all walks of life. And you, you know, when you come on the court, you don't, you know, all of that is through the door with the two great individuals. And are you in New York as well? Yeah, yeah. So New York, New York City is uh, one of the, the largest uh, operations, just mainly because of the fact that uh, there's so many New Yorkers there who want to play tennis. So yeah, yeah. so New York is uh, more mostly broken out to Manhattan and Brooklyn and Queens. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And um, I also played in Brooklyn. Sorry, in um, in Manhattan. But I wanted to find. I know they have some of the socials. They have a lot of these social what you're referring to. I was a part of one where they, but they met at nine at nine o'clock at night and went all night and they all gathered in this coliseum and played in different groups and had food and it was just amazing. So I'm looking. I I don't remember ever having it here in Philadelphia. I live in Philadelphia. Somebody invited me all the way to New York to get that done. But so I'm looking forward to that. So that you know, hopefully you guys can you can. Right, that. We'll see. We'll see if we can uh, get, get it implemented. But uh, I guess we're going to get through this year first before before trying. And who are the current uh, leaders in the um, in the in the group in the in, in the league? But yeah, who are the so, current leaders? Yeah. On each of the on each of the websites, there is a um, there's a P O T Y page. And what that page stands for is Players of the Year. Okay. Ah. And so these players. Uh, are, are, are obtaining points through uh, playing matches, wins and right. losses, and also um, getting points for referring people to the program. Um, it looks like currently in Philadelphia, you have uh, Benjamin Fadoski, who's clearly in first place. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So, and so then the next two guys, next three guys who are below him, have obtained all those points just from match play. So, you know, Robert's gotten 253 points from just playing singles matches and playoff matches and, and everything. So this this player of the year page, usually it becomes a little competition within a competition um, yeah. because, you know, we, you know, men like to compete. And so, uh, yeah. so, so um, yeah, it, it's cute Some, sometimes how these play out. Like, I'll look at Los Angeles right now. So the, the, the number one player in Philadelphia has 379 points. Oh, now, let's, that is let's, good. Let's go to Los Angeles. And uh, yes. the number, number one player in Los Angeles has, oh, actually not that much more. Uh, only has 459 points. So that that's actually very surprising that the uh, top player only is only like 80 points more. Yeah. That, that means Philadelphia is you know doing very, very well. That's good. And what about the um, any other... But the others are probably way ahead. What about Boston? How 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 do those Boston play up to your points? I so <laughs> I I I love my Boston community. It's I I've played I've played so many of the players, and, and everyone is just awesome. Just like just such good people. Um, yeah. The um, you know the ones that are the ones the, the people that are, are troublemakers. They tend not to stick around, which ah. which is. Which is great because you know, um, if if you can get if you can weed out the um, the rotten apples, as they say, um, you're going to be left with a with a stronger tree. Um, <laughs> so, um, and and actually, if I'm looking at the top six in Philadelphia, uh, excuse me, in Boston, I've only played two of the top six. So uh, so that's that's you know like the the community is so healthy 
that uh, yeah. you know, players that I don't cross paths with, um, which is pretty impressive. Ah, that's this is this is good. This is good. So great. So even across cities, you have uh, you can you have competition. People competing, or you, know, you can you can compete in terms of who has the most points. Hopefully, after after this film, um, a lot more people in Philadelphia will start um, playing even much more matches so that we can outdo LA and Boston. <laughs> Definitely try to try to play as much as possible before the the dreaded winter comes again. Yes, yes. But you know, it was just it was a pleasure talking with you, and um, you are doing such an amazing work developing tennis, and um, and um, and it seems to be paying off. A lot. Thank you. I, I, it's very kind. It, it, it's uh, it is a labor of love. Uh, I, yeah. I I do I do love to uh, service this product, provide this product, uh, have you know, like I said, some of the players write the nicest things. Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah. It's a it's it's a, it's a nice program, and I, I very much appreciate the interview. Thank you very much. It was uh, definitely. Uh, by the way, the U.S. Open is coming up. Um, any ideas about what's going to happen for the U.S. Open? Well, uh, there'll be a lot of people that attend and a lot of tennis played. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, we'll I, see I, if Go ahead. Djokovic won't be there. <laughs> but um, I'll, 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 I'll reserve comment on that one. <laughs> yes, yes, and um. Do you think um, what is your, what are your predictions? I mean, in terms of do we have Muslim Americans that's going to be participating in this year U.S. Open? And uh, we didn't do very, too well. Uh, we're not, we didn't do too well uh, in, um, in Wimbledon. What about for the U.S. Open? Yeah, well, I mean, we we have a couple of ladies who are always uh, always towards uh, the top ten and and um, uh, yeah, you know, and, and it's um, they're always our greatest hope to uh, to get us see. You know, close to the you know, winning the finals. Sadly, the men are nowhere to be found. Um, but um, you know, in the end, it's going to be great tennis and and uh, and probably a wild time. It's not a not a crowd or not a scene I like to be in. But uh, but I'll watch it. So yes, <laughs> and definitely. But um, I I'm in Philadelphia. You're in Boston. One of these days, we'll we'll, we'll be able to play. I hope we get a start to hit a hit together. Let me know when you are on this side. I, I, I don't go to Philadelphia often, but I do go to I, I do go to DC still uh, often. Okay. And um and uh, you know maybe one one year you'll actually qualify for the national tournament and you'll you'll join yes. in Miami, and uh, okay. so it's it's at the same location as the um where the Miami Open used to run. They used to run the Miami Open at the Crandon Park Tennis Center, and so yes. my tournament is at Crandon Park Tennis Center. Um, and and it's it's an absolutely gorgeous location. Uh, oh, where is that? Uh, what's that? Where is it? Where in? It's in Miami, you say. It's it, it's in Key Biscayne, so it's uh it's uh, basically across the bridge from from uh, mid Miami, and um, yeah. so uh, yeah, so this this year will be the the twelfth annual um, national tournament run there, and uh, last year by the tennis league. All the league come together. Yeah. Last year we had 90, 92 players to attend, and this year uh, opportunities for ninety-five to attend, and, and uh, probably will hit it. I mean, people fly in from all over the country for it. Oh wow, wow. Okay, okay, guys. For those of us who are hearing and said now, and anyone can come to the ground and watch the tournament. Yeah, uh, it, but, okay. but have, have perspective. It's um, the, 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 the facility is large and uh, us 100 players, we, we are dwarfed by the facility. It, it's cute. It's like, uh, but, you know, we, we, we do play matches on center stage and um, on excuse me, center court. And uh, there'll yeah. be 20 to 25 people in the stands for a, for a 2000 person stand. So um, but the players who play those matches will never forget that experience. It's yeah. just it's I mean, my and remind us again when it's going to be uh, this year. Yeah, so it's always um, it's lately last several years. It's it's the first weekend in, in December, so okay. uh, this year it's going to be December second to the fourth. Um, okay. That time of year, Miami's weather is beautiful. It's like beautiful, it's, yeah. 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 It's past, past the rainy season, so typically don't have to worry about the rain. Uh, you will have humid days where people melt down, um, but um, it's not always humid. So. Um, 
Um, yeah. You know, and, and the sun is is still pretty direct. So uh, uh, us northern boys, we uh, we we might we get affected by it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, you know, you just gotta go there and shave. You just gotta go there and shave. You do that. Just go and shave. Yeah, right. You're right. And um, I was at point this. I'm in DC. I go to school in DC as well. Live in Philly. Go to school in DC as well. You know, I'm in New York sometimes, but I'm also in Florida sometimes. So I'm, I'm All really right. I, I just don't go as far. I don't go to Boston. I guess I need to add that to my arsenal. One of my cities that I that I you, that I you saw. Come, if you come to Boston, bring your rockets and we'll play. Okay, I, you know what? My narrator. I told you that one of my, the narrator for my book, Neoliberalism, lives in Boston, and um, okay. uh, I, I'm supposed to be doing something with him too. So I'll definitely let you know when I'm coming up to Boston. Wonderful. But you, you have any last? Okay, go go ahead. ahead. Uh, just make sure you come before. Uh, you, before uh, some, you know, early October is about the latest you can come, and we can be bearable to play outside. Oh, because it's all the snow and the really? oh yeah, the really? it's, not, it's, not, it's not snow at that point in time. It's just it's you know it, it's just chilly. Yes, yes. Okay, nice, nice. Well, thank you so much, and um, you have been such a great, a treat, a guest, a great awesome person on the show you i reached out to you and you decided yes i can do this i'm so happy this is a great program i like to call expose the positive community stuff that's happening so that others can be aware of it and participate so thank you so much i hopefully i get a chance to talk with you some more soon and one of the one of these days i can have you back on the show i one of the things we want to do as well probably go maybe maybe in december come down in december and, and um hopefully maybe i could come down in december and maybe uh and um, cover some, do some coverage, do some coverage for the podcast. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I always uh, like people to come in and, and uh, you always have uh, a bunch of people who take a bunch of videos and a bunch of pictures and capture the stories. So, because uh, there's a lot of great stories there, you know. Uh, a couple of years ago, Bob Clark came in, 65-year-old uh, gentleman from Hampton Roads, and um, he made it to the finals of, of, of yeah. the 325. And, and um, you know, He's a 65-year-old. He was competing with the kids, and he was beating the kids. And uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I, I, I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of, lot of, lot of really. Well, first of all, a lot of great people go to that tournament, and uh, and a lot of cool things have happened over the years. Oh wow, wow, that's great. That's a good story to end with. That's a good way to end. 65-year-old Bob comes in and dominates the young people. So and, actually, Bob, Bob uh, reached out to me about a month ago, and he says. Hey, how do I get back to the Miami tournament? And I told him, I said, well, you got to get 25 matches in this year. So I, I know he's been, I know he's been working towards playing 25 matches. So, All right, then that's what I need to do. Okay, I will play, but I, I need to get on board. I need to start playing some matches then. I, I, my, my goal is to get there, so I, I plan to do so starting cool. as soon as possible. Get me, um, <laughs> get your mailing, get me your mailing address, and and I'll. Uh, uh, a couple of the, I, I have some spare rockets in the house that I'll send them out to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So uh, I appreciate you and I hope you yeah. have a, and I'm going to text you my email, my email address and uh, so that you have it and, uh, and my home address and so on and so forth. You can send me, my, send me those rockets. Thank you so much. And for thank those you. of us who are listening to the Neoliberal Round podcast, thank you so much. And um, this show is going to be available via Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, the Alexa app, Anchor, and um, Radio Public, if you're not in the U.S. And uh, it's uh, thenealiberal.com, which is my website, and RenaldoTMcKenzie.com. Remember, the Neoliberal Corporation, we are all about serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. And what is communication? Communication is to make popular what was the monopoly, and that's our aim. And I hope that we have achieved that today by sharing tennis link tennis and this amazing gentleman with you, Steve Sagman. Okay. Thank you. It was a, a pleasure. Take care. Yeah, man. Walk good. Take okay. care. God, God bless. God bless you and peace.